Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Michael Taylor, and he is the director of The Naughty List and the director of Alone, which had its premiere this morning at 9 a.m. here on August 6, 2021. How you doing, Michael? Good. How are you today? I'm doing great. You are my first interview in my new apartment. I'm so excited to have you on as my first guest here because uh, I've been booking things pretty much all day, uh, you know, and I'm now booked pretty much all of August. I have a couple, maybe a week or two left. And I mean, I'm so glad because I had to take three weeks off from filming and all that, but I'm glad to have you on. You're my first guest here and glad we can make this happen. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Yeah. Cool to know that uh, I get to honor you. And honor myself by being the uh, first um, interview in the new apartment. That's pretty Absolutely. exciting. Absolutely, it really is uh, a lot of setting up because I, you know, a lot of stuff to unpack and everything. I'm glad I'm right next to my deck here because because uh, I have uh, I I don't have my ring light. I don't know where the hell I put it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i get good light coming in from right from the uh, balcony here so it worked out perfectly uh with where i have the studio situated very nice yeah i set up a nice little light over here too it helps nice. out a little bit yeah <laughs> it does i love your jason mask back there <laughs> oh that's uh which one the this one here or that one there the one up on the second shelf that one there that's yep. uh well i guess they're both noelle's but yeah um <laughs> i don't know where she got that one from uh, we'd have to ask her. Yeah. How is Noelle doing? Oh, she's doing great. She's doing great. Um, awesome. you know, we're, we're getting settled in the new house and, uh, right. she's visiting back and forth right now. And yeah, so, uh, things are doing good. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So the first question I got for you. So obviously we all know that you're an indie filmmaker. So what got you into being an indie filmmaker? Uh, <laughs> uh, believe it or not. Okay. So first it's, Filming is something I've kind of always wanted to do. Um, even as a kid, you know, I've always watched movies and uh, really been fascinated by the uh, the way that they film it, what goes into it, and a lot of work. You don't realize until you get into it yourself how much work really goes into it. But it was last year um, during lockdown, you know, uh, Shutter had uh, they were offering everybody like a free 30 day subscription, you know, to kind of help get them through. And uh, so I subscribed to it. And not long after the movie host came out, um, I put it on and it's like, all right, let's see what this is about. And I read up about it and uh, really, really, really enjoyed host. I got the idea probably a couple weeks yeah, a couple weeks after to, um, I was like, man, they filmed this whole thing in 12 weeks, uh, you know, put it together, got the idea together and, and filmed it in 12 weeks. And, and it was a hit, huge hit. And my first thought was, all right, well, if they can do that, I can do something. Right. And it was at that point that it was time for me to, uh, kind of just stop messing around and really get to work. Um, finally make a dream come true, so to speak. Right. Um, that's actually where I met Noelle was on the Shutter Horror Fans page on Facebook. Um, I had posted a big thing on there that I wanted to make a movie. It didn't have to be anything special, but I was just looking for some people that wanted to have fun. Um, and that's Noelle reached out to me and we kind of went from there. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. And the movie that we had started working on um it's called in the window uh it's kind of gone around on facebook a little while but uh we i still we still plan on making it but now that we've got more resources and things like that we're pushing it off and we're going to make something a little better out of it in the future yeah sounds like a plan now before we get into uh, the naughty list and alone um i did want to i did have a question that i just thought of that i was originally going to put on the on the on the sheet that i sent over to you um is about indiegogo crowdfunding so we know um how um you know the whole uh once upon a nightmare fiasco happened um i know that uh that uh i had my suspicions from the beginning because i know the guy personally um I, kn I knew him for a long time i i didn't i knew him through my good friend marcus and uh he and um i i knew about his plagiarism before but i i don't want to throw 
what he's cur- what he was currently doing obviously out there without any proof like you know you kind of want to have the idea but then you know kind of have, you don't want to nail somebody when they might be doing something legitimate eventually right. i got the idea i i kind of figured when the whole uh, Christine Carr is going to be there, like, there's no way he kind of did that. Kane Hodder, I know, doesn't allow Indiegogo. I was already in talks with his agent about um, about getting a couple of, of uh, you know, people on my show that she represents. And I mentioned uh, about Kane Hodder and we could promote Once Upon a Nightmare. She goes, I don't know where you got your resources from, but uh, he's not involved with that project. Um, so that's when I kind of like, okay, yeah, now he's, he's up to his old tricks. So I ended up uh, sending the uh, information over to Carl about that I found a long time ago when I just was doing a Google on him about his plagiarism. He, are, he obviously uh, had a YouTube shut down because he um, said his uncle played Freddy Krueger in this a Nightmare on Elm Street fan film. And obviously it, uh, that wasn't the case neither. Um, so I sent all that to Carl. He sent it to Amanda. And then obviously Amanda sent it to Noelle and to you. And uh, that's when you got in touch with me to kind of figure out what's going on with this. So Long story short, to get to my point, um, because of that issue, a lot of people aren't as trusting with Indiegogo because of people like him. And it hurts legitimate filmmakers like myself and you and, you know, other people that are in the industry legitimately. So what do you have to say to those people that are not being that that aren't able to trust donating to help these low budget indie films why should they donate and how should they you know how should they be able to trust these legitimate or how can they find out somebody is legitimate that's a really tough question um yeah especially after the after that that whole fiasco with once upon a nightmare you know you you mentioned the christine car um that was kind of where my suspicion started growing i remember seeing that and i I remember sitting on my phone and I looked her over at Noelle and I was, I told her, I said, where is he getting the money and the resources for this without a campaign having not started yet? Right. First of all, you know, that was a really big, uh, really big red flag there. And then, you know, he started elaborating on all the projects that were going into this work and the amount of money that he got into the Indiegogo campaign and, you know, and like you said, everybody that put money into it. Yeah. And it was a big project. They made a lot of money off of it. They made a lot of money off of it. Yeah. And we just started watching everybody's trust disappear, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I don't blame people for having fear when it comes to an Indiegogo campaign because people can tell you, okay, the money's going here, the money's going there, the money's going to be used for this. But until that movie gets made, you really don't know. And, right. and and I can see how after something like that, it's really hard to trust and put money into something. Yeah. All I can say as even a new filmmaker myself is if you don't put money into a current campaign, wait for that project to get made. And if you see that that project was a successful project, the person was honest, you know, they were open about what they were doing with the money and you can see the fruits of everybody's income that was going into these projects. Maybe think about donating to the next one. Right. Okay. By that same, that same individual, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Schmo made this great movie off the money off of donations for the Indiegogo campaign that you didn't donate to, but you see that it's successful, maybe put some money towards the next one. Absolutely. Have a little thing, you know? Absolutely. And another thing like research, like if you don't know if this person is, is reliable, but you really believe in the project, like a lot of people believed in once upon a nightmare, reach right. out to somebody, Noelle, you, myself, Amanda, you know, Carl, like reach out to somebody. And if they don't know, they can put you in the right direction on how you can find out or how you can kind of, you know, lead you in the right direction of doing research. Have they done previous projects before? If they haven't, what makes them reliable? Do these people know them personally? Like they, Oh, that person won't rip somebody off. If the project doesn't get made, they will refund you. Matt Anderson is a very good example of that. I donated a hundred dollars to phobias um, and it didn't get made, but he reached out to me and told me it's not getting made right now. And he gave me, you know, he refunded the money back. Because right. that is what a legitimate, honest filmmaker will do in, you, the, in those cases. Yeah, you want them to. You want the person that you're interacting with to be credible. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and if, if you know they're doing things like that, refunding money or yeah. 
you know, it's even a different case. You know, let's say you put a, a perk in, uh, pay for a perk or something, and the actor, uh, in my case, you know, yeah. um, having to drop out of 72, um, yeah. still have perks to fulfill. You know, I'm yeah. willing to do that. Some yeah. people might not be willing to fulfill those perks. I know I paid for a couple of perks for a project um, where an actor left and I was refunded my money. You know, um, that was nice, you know, so it gives a little credibility to the individual. Um, It's it is it's a matter of trust, especially when it's somebody you don't know. Right. Because I know when you were talking about moving and dropping out of 72, my first uh, I let Carl deal with the whole recasting type of thing. My issue was I wanted to make sure the people that donated to get a, uh, you know, a shout out from you got their shout out. Because right. our campaign, we already got our money from our campaign. We spent our money from our campaign. So it's going to kind of be hard to, you know, refund that money when, you know, it's already been used. Absolutely. So obviously I would have given a separate shout out if I had to, like a different, you know, perk if I had to. But um, I reached out to you and said, hey, I know you're not in the project anymore, but can you please do these shout outs for me? And you were nice enough to do it. Now, some people may have been like, well, I'm not in it anymore. I don't want to do that. And if that's the case, then I would have to come to plan B and, you know, either either find a way to, you know, make them happy and fulfill that perk. Because I'm an honest filmmaker. I did not want to, I don't want to stiff those people from what they donated. You know? right. And, and I know when we were talking about that before, when you were first talking about moving, but you didn't like know it was going to be so soon. Like you even told me like Noelle was really, really like impressed that I was, concerned about those with indiegogo especially after people that aren't you know the type of um that there aren't honest people out there that don't care like they're like well they're not going to get the perk then like i don't like when people are that like they take advantage of the situation and it's it's good that um we have like you know like you said honest filmmakers like matt anderson and all that so for those that aren't aware of it reach out to them and, you know, do the research because there are people out there willing to take advantage because that's the thing about Indiegogo. You donate your money. It is all a risk. It is. It's a risk every time. It is. Um, You just got to find the people, the right people, you know, to trust. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. In the, in the situation with, uh, what was his name? Michael. I think it was Michael dark one. Dark one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's will eventually all blow over. You know, um, it'll be a thing that people in the indie industry will tell stories about, but will widely be forgotten once that trust is back. Yes. And they always say it's easy to lose trust. It's hard to get it back. And when one, yeah, one bad egg, it ruins it for a whole bunch of people. So that's why, like, I I forgot to put it on the sheet and I had to ask you about it because I remember me and you, like, you even have screenshots of our conversation on your Facebook. So people are, were made aware of what, you know, I found out and, and what was going on. And uh, I'm glad that you did that because I think you even asked my permission, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, it's been a while, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to get that out there because I, my, my real first red flag was he asked me to be in the movie. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be in it. He said, I could film it in Maryland. I could film it, you know, in Pennsylvania. Cause I also commute and that I could film it in my area. And then I'm at it to the group. And next thing you know, next, week i gotta fly out to california for a photo shoot <laughs> i'm like well, i thought you said i could film in pennsylvania or maryland uh, that's see that's <laughs> it's inconsistent it's yeah. not uh it's not reliable yeah so reliable uh, exactly. yeah that's that's where i'm at that's where i stand on that so absolutely and it's it's really good advice and for anybody watching this that you know, are invested in indie films and likes to, and would like to help donate obviously to the naughty list when an Indiegogo, if there will be one does come out for that. Like know that Michael Taylor is for me personally, I'll tell you, Michael Taylor is a legitimate filmmaker. So what you see is what you get, you get, you're going to get a movie out of it. And if you don't, I'm sure he will, you know, refund anything that you have to do or accommodate you with the way you can. Yeah, absolutely. I have no intention of uh, hurting people. Right, especially with uh, being uh, the boyfriend of Noelle Berger. I think she'll kick your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she'll hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> she is uh, uh, honest to a fault. So that's yes. a good quality to have. Absolutely. And I had her on my show. She's an amazing lady. I met her one time, I believe it was, um, at the uh, Creature Feature down, in, uh, down by York, uh, Harrisburg, Carlisle area. 
and okay. uh, she, she was she's a very very amazing lady, and uh, we we hit it off immediately. Like she's like, oh my god, you're so adorable in person. <laughs> so, she's a good one. She is. Yeah. I'm I'm proud to I'm proud to be with her. Proud to and I'm glad you you both are with each other. You both deserve happiness, and you both are you are such a cute couple. I think I I, I love you both together. So you guys are great. So for those wondering about the naughty list, what is this going to be about? Can you provide us some details Ooh. on what to expect from this movie? I can. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's pretty simple. Without even giving spoilers away, it's a uh, typical slasher man you know it's a uh, it's going to take place during christmas time so there'll be okay. snow christmas decorations all kinds of stuff nice. like that um and of course really low budget you know but yep. uh we're doing it to have a good time we're not right. doing it to make a big buck off of it or anything right. like that we just want to get a group of people together uh get some special effects and set up some cool kills and yeah. have to have a, have a blast, but yeah, Christmas time, man. So, nice. you know, like I said, there'll be the snow and the decorations and yeah. probably try to have some Christmas food out on display. And nice. you know, well, just yeah. because it is a low budget, it does not mean it's not going to be a good movie because there's look at Halloween is a prime example. And so is Friday the 13th. Agreed. You know? Yeah. The naughty list can become this big, you know, this big blockbuster for all we know. You know what I mean? Like you never know what only takes one movie. That's it. Yeah, it does. It, it takes one movie and it's going to be uh, a short, a short, you know, it's okay. I'm aiming for a 40 minute runtime. Okay. Uh, I want to do a minimum of 40 mi minutes. Um, yeah. If we end up stretching it, uh, I don't want to go any longer than an hour. So 60 yeah. minutes max. Um, try to yeah. keep it there. Um, it's for something like this, especially for a first like time big thing yeah. that I've done myself. Mm -hmm. um, everybody else has more experience in this industry that's going to be here in this than I do. So <laughs> I'm going to you know yeah. kind of listen to them and right. hear uh, I think we the lost script, them. So, oh, there you are. Uh, it's gonna be, you froze for a second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and thing is, like, Debbie mm. Voorhees, Debbie Sue Voorhees, she, uh, everybody knows her from Friday the 13th, part five is uh, Tina. She's uh, got, you know, uh, she has a yeah. uh, 13 fanboy coming out. Um, so she gave me really good advice um, for people like you. And this is when I was first starting out, like, always start out with a short film. Because short films are short, they're lower budget, you don't need a big budget for them. And, you know, if you make a mistake, it's okay, you learn from it. Absolutely. It's not yeah. as much stress and pressure. Right. I, yeah, that's that was one of the big things. I, you know, originally, when I started writing this, I was really excited. And I was like, Oh, yeah. my God, man, I'm gonna make this big feature Christmas slasher. And then couple weeks later i'm like i might be in over my head on this <laughs> you know, right. so, the next yeah. silent night deadly night right <laughs> shorten it up a little bit make it just make it fun yes absolutely absolutely so i'm guessing that's where all those pictures were coming from uh you know with the christmas lights and that setting up getting the mood set for maybe the script yes yeah i was uh doing some light testing up in the believe it or not the second story of my garage um nice. yeah i had my taking some pictures, trying to get lighting up. And I kind of settled on a, uh, not really settled, but I was pretty happy with a, you know, the lighting and stuff that I had set up. So we're going to use that for the rest of the movie, um, which will actually all be shot in this house. Nice. nice. Yes. We're going to shoot the whole thing in this house. Um, we'll have a, we'll have a scene um, of a car driving down the road with a couple people talking um, but other than that, it'll all be shot in the house. So it's awesome. It's awesome. It's Definitely best of luck on that. We will talk more about the night of this in a little bit, but we also sure. know you have another short that um, isn't, you know, in pre-production, so to speak, it's now released. Uh, we have a loan and it uh, premiered this morning, 9am Eastern. Um, so can you tell us about what, like what this uh, short is about and where can the listening and viewing audience watch it? Um, so first off, you can watch it. Uh, there's a link on my Facebook page. Um, they'll take you straight to the YouTube. The video file was too large. I didn't have time to, I guess I did have time to compress it, but I didn't want to compress it any further than it already was. Um, so it was too big to display directly on Facebook. So yeah, you can go to my YouTube channel. Um, yeah. Mike, Mike Taylor, I will post a link for it after the yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Absolutely, okay. So yeah. 
you can watch it there. And I just uh, subscribed to you too. I thought it was sub sub to you, but I'm not. So I just sub to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, no problem. <laughs> um, what it is, uh, believe it or not, um, you just take uh, take eight minutes out of Paranormal Activity, give it a spinoff, nice. and condense it into eight minutes of build up and you know a couple minutes of terror and um it was it was it was a lot of fun it was fun to make awesome. so I'm, I'm proud of it <laughs> that's awesome i i watched it right i think it was like literally like i we had eight minutes before the uh interview and it's you know about an, roughly an eight and a half minute or so uh short so i i literally had just the nick of time to watch it and i watched it and it was very good so i recommend everybody to go and check out uh alone on youtube because it is very well made uh the camera angles are amazing i'm thinking okay so she's you know I, 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 it's not really a major spoiler alert, but just a camera angle situation um when she was when amanda she oh one of my good friends uh she uh poured the glass of wine and I'm thinking, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. And then the the camera angle went right into the glass, and you see the wine going the wine going into the glass. Yeah. It was it's just the camera angles like is really well done. So it was really cool. I told her I wanted to film a shot of her pouring the wine, and, <laughs> and it was real wine. Mm-hmm. And so every time we would pour the wine, I was like, mm. I was like, drink that. I was like, we'll start over. <laughs> you probably so, got a drunk before you got them to take. So we had, she went through like three glasses of wine. Finally, I had my camera and I, I had a macro lens on it. And so what I did was I got as close to the wine glass as possible, giving me um, the best display that I could get for it. And when she poured the wine, I was like, that is fucking beautiful. Um, oh, great. Oh man. So in, when I was putting it all together, um, I decided to slow that shot down and you can't really tell that it slowed down. Um, but yeah, I wanted to slow it down. So you just really see the, the wine coming through and the glass filling up and all the bubbles like that. Yeah, Yeah, it was awesome. And a lot of people don't realize though, that, um, that with filmmaking, it isn't, all just about like the plot and the acting like the camera angles alone really do set the mood of a movie it really makes a movie you know worth investing into and watching because like you just want you want to see that and it's the creativity alone like oh my god that shot was a was a beautiful shot i was very proud of that shot yeah um every shot counts it it all matters and so it was it'd be one thing um when she pours the wine glass, I could have stood at a distance and I could have got her and the wine bottle and the wine glass and poured it all, all, you know, but I wanted to, but that wine was important. You know, it was an important part to the end of the work day, so to speak, you know, this girl needs a glass of wine, you know, let's let's make sure people see that. So exactly. And a lot of people don't realize that that might seem like a small detail to a lot of people. But when you, the first shot you see her coming up those steps, long work day, like you said, I yeah. want to, I want to get a glass of wine and take a bath. What were the yep. focus of those shots? The wine going in the glass and her going into the bath. Yep. That's, uh, I mean, uh, that's why I like when I was doing the, uh, the bathtub shots, I made it a point to show as many yeah. angles as I could of the bathtub, yeah. you know, the water running over the, over the top. I mean, all kinds of stuff. It was, you wouldn't think that eight and a half minutes is a lot of work, right? But it's a lot of work. It really is. It really <laughs> is. It really is like a lot of it like is. that, that eight and a half minutes, is probably foot the footage that you probably went through to that is at least a couple hours of footage just for an eight and a half minute video. It took us on average combined to get everything we got. I think it was about 20 hours of shooting. Yes, total. exactly. So you have all of that to go through and you yeah. after you get rid of the, the bloopers and the cuts you don't want and then yeah. you, you get down to maybe i'd say maybe an hour or so and then you have to trim and trim and trim and trim and trim and when you and then you, by the time you get through all that it gets down to that eight and a half minute mark yeah and it, it really it, it it might not seem like a lot of work but for it if you don't know editing you something that you have to know that i i don't i love to edit don't personally i love to edit but it's probably it, because it's fun seeing the movie magic come to happen, you know, come into it is. fruition. Yeah. 
but I, I, I don't, I, I don't have the patience a lot for that too. So like I do it because it has to be done, but be done, it gets right. very frustrating. Well, believe it or not, that eight and a half minutes, there was a rough cut that I put together when I first started putting all this together. Um, that's actually about 15 minutes long. Yeah. Um, I probably won't ever release it to the public. It's in such an unfinished state, but uh, right. I think I showed it to Amanda and her and I both agreed that's too long, you know? Yeah. Um, so we condensed it down a little more, cut some more stuff out and then we had it to 10 minutes. Yeah. And even then I had showed it to a couple of people and they were like, well, this might seem a little bit too long. What if you trim that a little bit? And, and you know, and then certain scenes were too dark. And so I had people giving me advice on where to lighten up a few things. And um, so, yeah, we, after all the cuts and all the coloring and all the sound effects and stuff, uh, yeah, we got it to about eight minutes and then, you know, with the credits and everything, about eight and a half minutes. So, nice. yeah, there's, there's a 15 minute rough cut out there on my laptop. So, yeah. And, and you could agree with me on this. Um, there's a saying in the film industry that less is more. I was going to say sometimes less is more. And this, yep. in my opinion, um, is I mean, a prime example of that. <laughs> prime example. I was going to say I'm a little biased because I directed it. I made this. But yeah, it, it is. Less yeah. is more, you know? Yeah. So. And hey, it might have been, you know, only an eight minute video, but it was well done. Like the suspense alone was amazing. Like I, I honestly didn't expect the the paranormal part of it. I expected the whole um, like somebody's broke in type of thing. Like I expected somebody's in there, but I'm thinking, well, they didn't credit anybody else in the movie, but was that done on purpose to trick me the, like maybe for a jump scare or something you don't know. Right. So that's kind of where I was going with it. Like somebody like she's alone. So she's by herself. So this person is coming to uh, maybe attack her and kill her or something. That's kind of where I was going with it. I like where you went with it. It Thank totally, uh, most people are probably going to think of the burglary part. I right. thought that's the way I went and I'm glad you went the way you did because it took me off, you know, completely in a different direction. Right. I yes. appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, not a problem. So um, what was the hardest part about filming alone? And let me, uh, let me take a guess on that. Is it uh, working with Amanda? <laughs> uh, actually, I love Amanda. I love Amanda. So I was only joking, but I love Amanda. <laughs> believe it or not, Amanda actually made making this thing very easy um aside from the challenges and stuff uh but she made it very comfortable it's funny how i came to her with this i told her i was like hey you're local you know to me uh you're like a 15 minute drive from me i want to make something with you i said we're gonna film a short she goes what's it about i said i don't know i just need you to trust me <laughs> and so we didn't write this. There's no script for it. You know, we, uh, I went over to her finally one evening. She's like, Hey, I'm free. I was like, Oh yes, I'm free. I was like, let me get all my equipment together. I'll head over. Uh, so we spent probably about 40 minutes talking about what we wanted to do. And even then that first night, we still had no idea how we wanted to end this thing. We had no idea what direction we wanted to take it. So I said, let's just start shooting and see how we feel. Well, I'll give you some direction as a director and we'll see where it goes. So it was um, the bathtub scene. The bathtub scene was actually the very first thing we filmed. Um, so I said, all right, horror movie, typical horror movie trope. You know, yeah. girl gets into a tub. Things right. kind of go from yeah. there. Um so there was no script for this? There was no script for this at all. You ask Amanda. There's nothing. We have nothing written down. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I would say the biggest challenge for this, man, you know what? A lot of the shots are pretty simplified shots uh, from the angles and stuff. I think the biggest challenge <laughs> was uh, the mirror shot when she's in the okay. bathroom and she gets yeah. in front of the mirror. I was like, how do I, how do I get this with having you in front of the mirror? I need to see you and you, I need to see you in the mirror and you behind, you know, behind the mirror. I was like, how do we do that without getting the camera in the shot? First of all, and making it seem like you're right in front of the mirror. So this was actually 
the angle we did on this was pretty wild. I got inside her bathtub and I moved the bathtub curtains over and everything. And I'm like perched up in the corner over here like this and like have no room to move. And it was weird because I was like, all right, I got the mirror. I said, so let's have a test and have you kind of walk in here. And I think we did this like three or four times. And as she would do it, I was like, okay, I can see you, but not, it's not the shot that I want. It's not really that great. I was not happy with it. So finally I told her, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit here in this corner, just like this. I said, I want you to walk in, but I want you to walk maybe a few inches past the center of the mirror. And so that's what she did. And so she's actually so here's the mirror and she's actually over here a little bit so we get her in the mirror but it actually looks like she's standing right in front of the sink um that i think that was probably the hardest part it probably took us about 40 minutes to really get that down yeah yeah Yeah. but uh it was great so after we you know we got that final shot and we looked at it and we're like that's the one that was perfect (laughs) i had the heebie-jeebies when that mirror was closed and i'm like i guarantee you something's gonna be freaking behind her i know know, something's gonna be behind her (laughs) we we tossed around that idea trying to figure out if we could put something back there you know let's put something there i was like come on we gotta think of something and we actually just ended up deciding let's subvert the expectation there yeah that's what gets you the most you don't sometimes not having a jump scare gets people the most because they're waiting for it to be there. Oh my God, I'm on the edge of my seat. It's going to happen. And then nothing. And then there, and then it's just this big overwhelming, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> it's just a sigh of relief. So you know, exactly. Sometimes it's better to leave people knowing it's going to happen and it never happens at all. Less never does. That's, that's the part, beautiful part of, of suspense right there. Because you know when you get you when you do get them later when you get them later that's what gets them because that's they're like it, there's a lot of fake outs they're like well this is gonna be another fake out they're not getting me this time and now you got them right yeah yep yep exactly so um uh so I well, obviously we spoke a little bit about Noelle um obviously I mentioned she was on my show and she's great um so I know you guys are working on a couple of projects together so are you able to discuss what they are like what are the projects the names of what are they about kind of anything like that so I've got a few projects I'm working on um unfortunately uh I have decided to push those back um okay. I want to pull my focus on to the naughty list okay um after that I think I can bring this up because she's posted about it on Facebook yeah. before in the comments and stuff, but uh, she's got <laughs> a project. I, love I think the one you're talking about is the one I, I, I giggle at all the time. Is hormones? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hormones. yeah. She was telling me about that and I'm like, I need to know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not going to go into too much about what it's about. Um, okay. Actually, I'm not going to go into about that at all. I'll let her another time, you know, talk about it when okay. she's ready. This is her baby. But uh, that one is going to be a wild ride. Um, so I think after we do the naughty list, um, her and I are going to talk. We'll either get back to in the window or focus on hormones. I personally think hormones would be the better choice. Um, it'd be more fun. The title alone dry, draws people in. Just for curiosity. (laughs) One day, um, back when I was still working uh, mostly on In the Window before I had to, you know, some things came up. But um, Mm -hmm. we were all in the group chat talking about In the Window. And I'm off doing my own thing. And I'm getting notifications between everybody talking in the group chat. Mm -hmm. And I opened the group chat. And the only message I saw before scrolling up was her message. And she starts talking about this movie and the premise. And I was like, what? And I finally get down to the bottom and she goes, it's called hormones. And I lost it. I was like, (laughs) I was like, there's no way that that's what this is going to be called. And it is, it is. And uh, her and I, we've discussed it a little bit. We've talked about different things that can happen in the movie. And uh, all I can say is once that one goes into production, um, people, you need to be ready for it because it's going to be crazy. 
I can't wait. I really can't wait. That that one, like like I said, the name alone just draws people in. Like once I heard once once she told me the name about, it, I thought like I thought she was joking. I thought she was kidding around. I, I didn't. I, I thought she was just being, you know, her goofy self. And uh, she's like, "I'm serious." I'm like, "What?" Like yeah, me and Amanda I, are looking at each other, like, "What?" I believe I asked her, "Are you serious?" In that group chat, <laughs> and she goes, "Absolutely." I was like, "All right." I'll tell you, I, I wanted to have Noelle on my show again. Um, I was thinking I'll talk to her about it because I, I I don't know how much she can give away about it, but I really want to get into that movie because that movie is going to be a hit. I mean, like. Movies that are so dumb that they're great, or they're so silly that they're great, or they're so funny that they're great, just by the name alone. And like, for example, like um, Killer Sofa, you know, and like, you know, Zombie Tidal Wave, those things become hits because they have that premise that people love that those type of movies. And they get that following, you know, that that cult status that people want to, everybody's got to know about it, good or bad. It's yeah. We gotta see it. So Absolutely. this one is is it's going to be so bad. It's great. I lo- and I love those. And uh, we'll get into another one of those movies very shortly. Uh, but I want to say that uh, I want to have uh, Noelle on. I want to talk about that. I really hope she'll be able to talk about it sooner than later because I know Thirteen Fanboy has got a release date, and Noelle is in that. And I would like to have her on probably in. Um, early to mid October. I like to have her on because I, I know uh, 13 fanboys coming out on October 22nd. I would really like to get a lot of the cast uh, fr- and crew from that movie on my show to promote the 13 fanboy. Um, okay. Cause th- that, that's obviously, I mean, I, I interviewed Debbie Subor. He's about it already. Um, so, and I interviewed Haley Greenbauer from it. So definitely, I definitely want to have her on and discuss that. So I'll, I'll reach out to her then. And I want, I would like to see if she could also discuss hormones with me. That would be great. Okay. Yeah. That'd be good. So speaking of movies that are so bad, they're good. Heavy duty man. Wait, wait, wait. Heavy duty man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously we're both in it. Um, you got to beat me up and they post that caption when an actor forgets his lines. Obviously, I didn't forget my lines, but (laughs) actor forgets his lines. This is what happens to you. You Get your ass. Yeah, that was Um, that was the uh that was the joke of the day for sure. It was funny. Um it was. it I was felt so great. I felt bad. I was like, I don't want to be down here beating this guy up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got so pummeled in that movie. It was, it was not really a movie. It was the concept trailer, but yeah. yeah. I remember Matt was like, he was like, just do whatever. He was like, cuss. You call him names. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> oh my God. I got hurt so much. I, I, I'm injury prone. Amanda, anybody can tell you on set I'm injury prone all the time. I get hurt some way, shape or form. And uh, right. somebody kicked me really hard right in my elbow. And I got like brute cuts on the air. And uh, what was the other, the other thing that happened to me? Um, they had to ride the bike into my, uh, the bike into me or something. And I made this like really like orgasmic yelp. And <laughs> oh my God. That was funny. That was funny. And you killed everybody with that. Uh, we did not. I don't think anybody expected that Yelp that came out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, yep. So that, that was interesting. And uh, yeah, I always get hurt some way, shape or form. And I think there was something else that might have happened in another scene that I got beat up somewhere or whatever. But uh, it, it's a good it's a good concept trailer. I don't think the concept trailer was released yet. So I don't really want to go into spoiler territory. Too I don't want to talk about that. It much, yeah, uh, because yeah. Uh, I don't know what they want be out there outside of what was posted picture wise. Um, but right. I will let everybody know that the concept trailer is going to be released with our Indiegogo campaign because that was announced uh, when the Indiegogo campaign goes. If we meet our funds, the concept trailer will be turned into a full feature film. And obviously, I will be returning. You will be returning as well. So we will be back for Heavy Duty Man. And I would like to have on Slasher Scotty the entire cast of Heavy Duty Man as well. Um, to uh, you know, as a, as a group chat, yeah. that would be so much fun. Um, I did that with phobias, so I think that would be fun doing a group chat with everybody from Heavy Duty Man. Um, but regardless of that, um, so what was it like working on the concept trailer? Like, what did you expect? Like, what do you expect out of going to film the movie when funds are met? And was this movie what you kind of expected going into filming the concept trailer? Uh, Okay. So I'll be completely honest. Um, I went into heavy duty man, totally blind. I obviously I had never met Matt Anderson outside of the group chat. Uh, I did not know what to expect when we got there and I'm very pleased with what we got. (laughs) Um, I'm not really 
I'm not an actor kind of person. Noelle would disagree, but um, you know, I like to see myself behind the scenes and doing stuff like that, but to be able to um, work with Matt, um, he seems like a, he's a very professional kind of guy. He likes yeah. to have fun, you know, and uh, to, in my opinion, he knows what he's doing. Um, so good or, you know, I mean, heavy duty, man, it's going to be bad, but that's the point. Yeah, it's going that's to be the so point. Bad. It's meant to be bad. Right. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be awesome. That's how. <laughs> and uh, honestly, all I really expect is to go out there and help him make the best, bad, funny movie we can. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, you said that you're not an actor. I mean, in, in your defense, I uh, like you outbeat a lot of people for rich. Like, you know, you were going to be rich in 72. I'm so um, disappointed I couldn't be there for that. I know. I really obviously, the move got in the way, which is uh, we understand that. Like, you know, we obviously had we had a backup plan just in case that we knew ahead of time you were going to move. Um, so we we're able to fill the role. Um, but we we do we do miss you on set and that we wish you were on set and everything. Um, but like Noel, you I mentioned mentioned to you, hey, we're looking for skinny people for uh, heavy duty man. Uh, do you want to be in it? You're like, it's funny you mentioned that. Noelle was just saying the same thing. Yes. Yeah. She had brought it up to me, and I'm like. I don't know anything about it. I, I probably am not going to ask to be in this. I'm not an actor, like I said. And then you finally just reached out to me and I was like, it's fake. Yeah, yeah why not? I'll do it. They need somebody. I'll, I'll fill in. So right. I went in there totally blind to what was happening. And it was the yeah. first time I got to meet you in person. Yeah. Uh, got to meet Max in person. Max is an yeah. awesome guy. Um, yeah. I have him on the show Wednesday, I believe. So definitely stay tuned for that one. Max is a great guy. Max is awesome. He's a wonderful guy. So um, pleasure to work with him. Nice. Um, so we'll see, we'll yeah. be seeing him again soon too. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, heavy duty, man. It's going to be great. I can't, I can't yeah. wait to, to start filming that and be a part Definitely. of it. So for those that are watching this, um, I don't know when the Indiegogo is going to be coming out. You can follow any of my Facebook fan pages or add me on Facebook. Um, um, obviously uh, follow Sinphoto, I believe it's pronounced C-I-N-E-P-H-O-T-O. I think this is sign photo, sign photo, something like that. Um, sorry if I miss if I'm butchering the name, but uh, definitely uh, reach out, uh, follow their fan page on Facebook, and they'll sh- tell you when the Indiegogo is up because we want to film this movie, and we know everybody wants a bad that is good movie out there because it is really bad that is good. So uh, donate if you can. They are reliable, and they will not make the movie if funds are not met. So make sure you donate so we can meet the funds for the movie so we can make this movie. <laughs> It'll be so much fun. So back to the naughty list. We're all over the place today. Um, what do you think the biggest challenge is going to be getting that film made? Um, scheduling, honestly, um, getting the people out here that I need. That's that's going to take some work, but yeah. uh, we'll be able to get it done. You know, um, as far as challenges, as Filming wise, you know, actually filming, um, I got a lot of I'm going to have a lot of people here that will be here not only to support themselves to be in a movie, but they're there to support me, too. And I know that as much as I will help them in any way that I can, they will help me in any way that they can, too. So um, uh, the biggest challenge as far as filming, I think, will probably be getting all the blood that I want. I want a lot of that. I mean, uh, I want blood sprays, obnoxious blood sprays. I want it to look so unrealistic when the blood hits, you know, that there's, it's, you can never have too much blood in a slasher. So, and that's the thing when people go to see a slasher movie, like everybody loves Jason, but they don't go there for Jason. They go there for the kills. Let's be real. They go no, there just to kill. They want yeah. to see people get killed. They want to see who lives and who dies. That and how is, do they die? And how, and how they die. Uh, that's that's the point of yep. a slasher film. I yep. mean, the character can be memorable. You know, Freddie, Michael, Jason, Chucky, even. You know, all those yeah. characters, they're memorable, but yep. the movie's not about them. Right. And we all and we always want to see, like, the creative deaths, like, we all we see Chucky had so many creative this is a killer doll. What do you think he's gonna do? Just stab you? He hit he beats you in the face with a ha- with a toy hammer and you fall out a window, or he beats you to death with a yardstick. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there was clever right. deaths. Like you like Jason Voorhees is the master of creative kills. You know what I mean? That's where for Sal and I had that inspiration of creative kills was from Friday the Thirteenth. I like seeing people die creative ways. There you wow, go. Wow, that sounds very morbid, but it's the truth. 
it's morbid, but you want to see it in a movie, not in real exactly, life. Exactly, not in real life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's the creative kills are fun. I mean, again, back to Chucky, the bride of Chucky. Tiffany was killed in the bathtub and immortalized yeah. into a doll. Yeah. How creative is that, right? <laughs> and, oh, oh my God. That marathon was on, uh, was it a couple days ago? It was like National Doll Day or something like that or whatever. And they had the Chucky marathon on. I was, I, I saw it was on. I flipped on. It was Bride of Chucky. And it was the part that always gets me going. Like, that makes me laugh. And it's when, when Tiff, go, uh, Tiff goes, you're the last person on earth I want to be with. He goes, have you look at yourself? You're a doll, Tiff. It's a little right. too late to be picky. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And he's, he's, he's literally right. Like, I mean, you don't have many choices. I don't think many people are going to be with a doll. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, we definitely are there for the kill. So I'm excited to see the naughty list. Um, I would, I would obviously love to be in it, but I mean, you're going to be filming in Ohio now. I wish you were still in, in the, you know, Pennsylvania area. That would have been perfect. Yeah. But uh, okay. I mean, I do wish you be- the best of luck for that. I definitely will be a, buyer obviously supporter of that movie i'll be sharing the shit out of it obviously for you guys no problem um so uh we have two more questions uh one is um we know you were a a part of massacre academy you were in that uh movie i saw the movie i wasn't at the premiere but i saw the movie mark uh gave me a sneak peek (laughs) nice Yes, Mark gave me a sneak, uh, gave me the link to it because he wanted my opinions on it and everything like that. Um, just kind of like a screener, and I watched it, and uh, it was amazing. And uh, I'm not gonna really spoil anything, but um, your uh, blank, blank, blank scene, um, it was freaking awesome. It was awesome. That so was- last weekend. It was the premiere, the uh, wor- the big premiere for Massacre Academy. Obviously, there's other premieres in the works, um, but. Uh, what was the premiere like? Do you have any stories from that night that you would like to share? Oh my God, man. It's um, that premiere. And I think I used this term earlier, but uh, that premiere was also a, just a lifelong dream come true to be at a red carpet event, you know? Um, And of course, you know, not being one of the main cast members, but it was still there to, to witness it, be part of such a spectacle. Um, that I personally, and I'm sure many of the others that were there will remember for the rest of our lives, you know, and um, Mark Cantu is him and his wife. They're such amazing people. Um, And, you know, they, they helped set up this event for everybody to attend. And uh, I don't really have any specific stories, but just being around everybody there was like a magical experience so to speak you know it was uh, if i could go back and relive it i mean i would do it again you know um it was great being able to see the people that were the main cast signing autographs signing blu-rays and such and uh you know doing the q a after the movie and i mean it was it was it was awesome it was wonderful and the thing is you and noelle both in the movie and uh, you both got to share the red carpet experience and premiere together. Like that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. It was almost yeah. like that power couple status, you know exactly, what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> was, watch was, out. Oh, I don't even yeah. think they're together anymore, but watch out Brent, uh, Brad and Angelina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, Michael and Noelle coming, coming to take yeah. your spot. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty excellent. That's and awesome. um sticking to the the whole thing about massacre academy um you know when i came up to pittsburgh i dj and noelle they wanted me to just come up there i had actually no intention of being in a movie um dj Patton, he told me he said if you come up here he goes tomorrow he goes i will pay for your flight i was like i don't know man everything i have is here in florida my kids are here and all that and uh I ended up doing it. I went and, you know, I, we all got in Noelle's car and uh, we drove out to where the scene that we were filming was going to be. Again, having no intention of being in the movie, Noelle just asked Mark, hey, can he stick around and hang out during the filming? And he was like, yeah, no problem. So everybody gathers up and we're getting ready to, they're all getting ready to shoot. And he's like, all right, DJ, I want you here. Amanda, you're going to be here. And he goes, Michael, I want you back there. I'm like, I'm going to be in this. Like, I, I didn't know I was going to be in this movie. Excuse me. And uh, I was like, I don't have the proper attire. 
<laughs> it's like, I have this beard and my hair is a mess. And he's like, no big deal. Just hang back. He goes, just stand up when we need you to stand up and you know, nice. basically do what I tell you to do. And I was like, okay, yeah. Um, and then he kind of put me front and center there for a second. So nice. that was cool. Mark, uh, he will probably deny this. He may be too humble and that's fine. But uh, Mark opens doors for people whether or not he realizes it Um, where I'm at right now. And I'm not far, you know, I just produced my first short and, but uh, I'm getting ready to make an actual movie. And, but I owe a lot of that to him. And I owe a lot of that to Noelle and DJ, you know, without them and without Mark's support and without Noelle's support. I mean, it just wouldn't happen. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, Me and Mark, we, we, we got a, we got a real close friendship. All it started with was a simple Instagram message. I heard about Massacre Academy. Do you want to come on my show? And from there we became really close friends and like we talked not every day, but we talk a lot and we became really good friends and uh, he's a really cool guy. I've never met DJ yet. I will be meeting him on the 21st. I can't wait to meet him. Um, he'll be coming on set for 72. So I can't wait to meet him. He's, he seems like a really nice guy. And Amanda has a lot of nice things to say about him. I don't think I've ever heard anything negative about him. So DJ doesn't have a, a bad bone in his body. He's a wonderful guy. Um, and I'll tell you this, I know firsthand, he will always have your back, you know, yeah. so awesome. he's, he's a good guy. It's awesome. It's awesome. So um, last question I got for you. Um, do you have any other projects in the works or any social media accounts or websites that you would like to promote to the listening and the viewing audience? And talk about the, all the other projects. I've got several that I've, been writing but like i said earlier i've kind of put all of those on the back burner for now i really want to put all my focus into the naughty list yeah um as far as social media you can uh facebook and uh my youtube channel i use twitter but i don't use it often enough i don't even have the app on my phone anymore um <laughs> so i couldn't tell you my uh twitter handle or anything like that okay. um i just mainly nice i uh lurk on twitter so <laughs> um but yeah that's that's about yeah. it really so awesome well thank you michael for joining me oh my pleasure it was, it awesome. was a lot of fun thank you so much yeah, Scotty. not a problem i'm so glad to have you uh, on i'm glad we can make this happen i know uh, i was gonna have you on eventually as part of 72 but obviously yeah. when you dropped out i'm like well i don't have to wait until 72 gets closer to release or premiere or whatever so why not bring them on early and we could talk about some other stuff and it worked perfectly because alone came out good. Today. That was good. And uh, I, I thought to myself i'm like i want to have michael taylor on i was working on all my interviews and i'm thinking to myself well, wait a minute. Tomorrow's Friday because this is now Thursday, the fifth. I was doing this. I'm thinking tomorrow's Friday is the sixth. What is that date so familiar? Why does Michael Taylor like? Why is his like aura like around it? I'm thinking. Wait, isn't the alone coming out that morning? And I'm yeah. thinking that's perfect if I can get him on. I didn't know when when it came out, so you told me it came on at nine, but you still will be able to show up. And I'm like, that's great because yeah. some not everybody's gonna watch it at nine. People are at work, you know, all that stuff. So why don't we get you on, get it uploaded by the afternoon, and we end up promoting the crap out of this, and we get we get people to watch it. Nice, thank you. Yeah. I not a problem. Yeah. I'm glad that we can make this happen. I thank you for joining me, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward right. to coming back eventually. Absolutely. You have a great rest of your day. You too, Scotty. Thanks. Yep. Bye.